This is Tennis Quick Tips, Episode 78. Hi, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, this week's episode is what I'm going to call my public service episode. It's all about CPR and AED certification. And if you think this is something that you're not interested in, it's not going to help your tennis game, then feel free to skip this one. But I think by the end of this episode, I'll have convinced you why this is such an important life-saving skill and why I think you should consider becoming CPR and AED certified, just like me. But before I get going, I want to just give you a few updates. First of all, I'm recording with a new recorder. You might not be that concerned about the sound quality of this podcast, but I am. I do everything all by myself, and I finally took the time to get a recorder that's actually portable. So I hope that means I'm going to be able to take it on the go with me and maybe do some recording out at tournaments or just out and about talking to other tennis players, um, something I can't do with my current setup, but with this new portable recorder, I think I'll be able to do it. So we'll see how that goes. Also, I had have a couple of y'all ask me about getting easy access to the show notes. I have a podcast page over at tennisfixation.com. You can find it Up in the top, there's a tab on the menu bar, and it says podcast. But I myself, when I went there, realized you can't see all of the episodes that I've ever done, and you certainly can't easily click over to the show notes. So I've updated that recently. If you go to tennisfixation.com slash podcast, you'll see the podcast player, You'll see an area that gives you some buttons if you want to subscribe, either in iTunes or in Stitcher. But then at the very bottom of that, you'll notice a list in reverse chronological order of all of the episodes with links to the show notes. So that way you can just click on those links and go directly to the show notes for a particular episode. It's a lot easier to navigate than just trying to navigate through the podcast player. So check that out if you are looking for show notes for a particular episode but can't remember exactly what number it was. Finally, I wanted to let you know that with the change in the weather, it's getting warmer, and I decided it was time to update the snacks I carry in my tennis bag. So I have a post on TennisFixation.com listing my favorite 21 snacks for my tennis bag. Um, So you may want to check that out and see what kind of snacks I'm carrying 
I don't carry all 21 of them at the same time, but there's some good recommendations for things that keep in your bag, that won't melt, and that are great on the go. So you can find that at tennisfixation.com slash snacks. Okay, so let's talk about CPR and AED certification. And I really think this is important for someone out on the tennis court to know and the fact is that someone could be you. I think I've mentioned this here in the podcast but if not I became certified as a tennis performance trainer by the International Tennis Performance Association about a year ago. A tennis performance trainer is someone who's trained in tennis specific fitness sports science and works with tennis players of all levels on their training, their fitness, drills, and exercise programs to help improve their tennis play and to avoid injury. So one of the requirements for me to become a tennis performance trainer was that I get my CPR and AED certification. CPR, as you probably know, stands for cardiopulmonary resuscitation, and it's a life-saving technique used when someone stops breathing or their heart stops beating. AED stands for Automated External Defibrillator, and it's a portable device used to assess a person's heart rhythms and deliver an electrical shock to the heart as needed. So last summer, I went through an American Red Cross training course here in Houston and became CPR AED certified. And then just this week, I took a Red Cross online refresher course to help keep me up to date on my training. So why is CPR such an important skill for you to have? I think it's because cardiac arrests are much more common than you think and can happen to anyone at any time. According to the American Heart Association, which also teaches CPR classes, 383,000 out-of-hospital sudden cardiac arrests happen each year, and 88% of all cardiac arrest incidents occur at home. Many of the victims who have this experience seem healthy and do not have heart disease or any other risk factor. Now, just so we're clear, sudden cardiac arrest is not the same as a heart attack. Sudden cardiac arrest occurs when the electrical impulses to the heart become rapid or chaotic, causing the heart to suddenly stop beating. You occasionally see stories about something like this happening to young athletes during a sports event. So it's not just something that happens to older people, unhealthy people, unfit people. It can happen to athletes at all levels of fitness. A heart attack happens when the blood supply to part of the heart is blocked. A heart attack may cause cardiac arrest, but sudden cardiac arrest can occur without a heart attack. When sudden cardiac arrest occurs, the response needs to be rapid. But the American Heart Association says up to 70% of Americans feel helpless to act during a cardiac emergency because they either don't know how to administer CPR or their skills are out of date. 
Furthermore, up to 88% of all cardiac arrests occur at home. The bottom line is this, even if you don't believe knowing CPR is important for you as a tennis player, it is important for you to help keep your family members alive and healthy. The reason I'm bringing all of this up here is not to teach you CPR because I certainly am not qualified to do that. Rather, I'm bringing this up because going through the CPR AED course made me realize just what a critical skill this is and how important it would be to have someone qualified to administer CPR, not just on a tennis court, but in any situation where there's a medical emergency. I myself have witnessed someone having a heart attack on a tennis court, so I know it's possible. And I'm sure many of you have been in the same or a similar situation where a medical emergency was occurring on court and someone needed to act before emergency medical personnel could arrive. The American Heart Association claims that effective bystander CPR provided immediately after sudden cardiac arrest can double or even triple a victim's chance of survival. So again, being trained in CPR is incredibly important. So while I'm not going to train you in CPR, I did want to give you some information about the process and what I went through to show you just how simple it is and how valuable. So here's my little bullet points on CPR AED training. Number one, CPR AED training is simple to do. Maybe you remember having to learn CPR years ago and it was a long, involved, all-day process. Well, my training was not like that at all. As I said, I did my training through the Red Cross and the classroom portion of the training was all online. I went through several training modules with follow-up quizzes and as long as I passed the quizzes with an acceptable grade, I was not required to attend any kind of in-class lecture type training. And the online training was easy to follow with lots of videos to explain and show exactly what was required. Number two, the hands-on portion of the training was quick and easy and very useful. After passing the online portion of the training, I did have to attend a hands-on training session where I actually worked with other students, the CPR dummies, and AED machines. This took just a few hours, I think three hours total, and really gave me the experience to feel confident in the CPR and AED skills I was learning. Plus the Red Cross trainer was so impressive and made me appreciate just what that organization does for people. Number three, there is no reason to be afraid of an AED device. To be honest, the thing I was most worried about with my training was using an AED. I've never even seen one before other than one hanging on a wall somewhere, and I was very concerned that I wouldn't be able to properly, properly use it or that I might hurt myself or the person I was trying to help by trying to use one. But my training put all of my concerns to rest. These little life-saving machines are incredible as they have a voice recording that speaks to you and guides you through every step of using one. You do not need to memorize a bunch of complicated steps or worry that you'll hurt someone by using an AED. 
The machine just won't let you do that. Number four, there are several ways to avoid coming into direct contact with a victim when giving CPR. This might be a concern for you because it was for me, but I learned that there are now face shields that you can use when giving breaths to someone during CPR that prevent you from having direct contact with their mouth and possibly getting some kind of communicable disease from them. I just bought one of these face shields. It's a little keychain and it has a pouch that contains a face shield and a pair of latex or excuse me they're actually non-latex disposable gloves. It's on a, it's in a little pouch and I'm just going to throw it in my tennis bag when I get it. Anyway, the face shields are just sheets of plastic with a mouth guard that you can give breaths through. So I'll have a link in the show notes to this episode showing where you can order these face shields online. Um, I ordered mine from the American Red Cross store. I'm sure that other Red Cross organizations in other countries also have a store that you can obtain these things through. And maybe they're even available on Amazon. Anyway, if the idea of that kind of contact with a victim bothers you, there's also a form of CPR called hands-free or compression-only CPR that does not involve giving breaths. While I didn't get trained in this type of CPR, I've read about it, and I believe it has Studies have shown that it can be just as effective as regular CPR in the right situation. Number five, my online refresher course was really valuable. One of the biggest concerns I have, and I think anyone would have, is am I going to remember how to give CPR if the time ever comes that I need to help? Well, the Red Cross recommends that you refresh your skills every three months or so to make sure you remember exactly how to do it. And while I don't think I would go to a refresher course every three months, I did just complete the Red Cross online refresher course and it was fantastic. It really helped me to remember exactly how to do CPR and use an AED and took me less than 30 minutes to complete. And that's something I can see myself doing every three months or so. Finally, number six, The American Red Cross has an excellent and free first aid app you can download. If you decide you're not going to get CPR AED certified or you just don't have time right now but would like to do it later, I strongly suggest you download the Red Cross first aid app to your smartphone. There are versions for the iPhone and for Android devices and you can find it by searching for Red Cross first aid in the app store. You'll see that the Red Cross has a number of great apps you can get for free, but I really like this first aid app as it will walk you through step by step exactly what to do in a number of emergency situations, including if someone has a heart attack or a sudden cardiac arrest event. And I'll link to the webpage for the app in the show notes and give you instructions on how you can get it on your phone so that you can easily find it for yourself. So that's my public service announcement podcast episode. Get out there and get CPR certified. You will not regret it. 
I'll have lots of links in the show notes for this episode so you can easily find CPR and first aid classes in your community if you live in the United States. If you live outside the U.S., then I suggest you either go online and find out what the Red Cross in your area offers or give them a call as I know they teach these classes in countries all over the world. You can find the show notes for this episode at tennisfixation.com slash quicktip78 or just visit tennisfixation.com and click on the podcast tab in the menu bar and then you'll be able to easily find the show notes. I'll also have links to where you can buy the face shields I mentioned and as I said I have bought one and as soon as it arrives I'll be putting it in my tennis bag so if you see me out on the courts be sure and ask me about it. If you've got tennis questions, tips you'd like to share, or suggestions about what you'd like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips, just leave me a comment on the show notes. One last time, those are over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips78. All of my contact info, other Tennis Quick Tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips can be found over at tennisfixation.com. Thanks so much for listening and happy tennis.